Welcome to worship at Providence Presbyterian Church on this Sunday, October 3rd, 2021. We are located at 2401 Broad Avenue. There will be trunk or treat at our church parking lot on Sunday, October 24th from 3 to 5 p.m. Costumes are encouraged. A sign-up sheet is available in Fellowship Hall for those who are willing and able to decorate the trunk of your car and provide candy to the children in our community. It will be greatly appreciated for as many people to participate as possible. On Sunday, October 10th, we will be celebrating the 50-year membership of six congregants. Join us in Fellowship Hall after the service to welcome these special individuals for their many years of faithful attendance and service. For October, we are asking for donations of canned vegetables for the Altoona Food Bank, although any food donation is greatly appreciated. Providence is collecting the following items for family services on the second Sunday in October. Items may be left on the table in Fellowship Hall Sunday, October 10th. Cough drops, antacids, band-aids, neosporin, diapers, pull-ups, all sizes, facial tissues, toilet bowl cleaner, bleach cleaner, laundry detergent, dish liquid, and dishwasher pods. We thank those of you who are currently able to support the church with your offerings. It truly is a blessing in enabling us to keep current and paying church expenses. Now, let us prepare our hearts for worship as we listen to the prelude.
us join together in our call to worship. To my sisters and brothers, I will tell your glory. O Lord our God, how majestic is your name. In the great congregation, I will sing your praise. O Lord our God, how majestic is your name. Let us worship God. Let us pray. Faithful God, we give you thanks and nothing can separate us from your love. Receive us as beloved children so that we may enter your presence this day and abide with you forever. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We have an advocate on high, Jesus Christ, who stooped down to save us from our sin, but rose in honor and glory to reign forever. Therefore, let us seek God's grace.
Let us join together in our prayer of confession. Loving God, you created us to live in relationship with you, to love and serve one another, and to care for all your creatures. Yet in the hardness of our hearts, we dismiss your commandments and seek to go our separate ways. Lord, have mercy on us. Redeem, restore, and recreate us. For the sake of Christ our Savior. Amen. What are we that God is mindful of us? Who are we that God should care for us? Yet God now calls us his beloved children. Jesus now claims us as sisters and brothers. This is the good news of God's grace. In Jesus Christ we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. As we prepare to hear God's word, let us join together in prayer. Lord God, as you spoke long ago through the voices of your prophets, speak to us here to speak to us now. Through the power of your spirit and the promise of your son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Our Old Testament lesson this morning comes from the book of Psalms, chapter 8. Let us hear the word of God. Lord our God, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You have put everything under their feet, all flocks and herds and animals of the wild, the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea, all the swim in the paths of the sea. Lord our God, how majestic is your name in all the earth. The word of the God for the people of God. Our New Testament lesson comes from the book of Hebrews, chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, and chapter 2, verses 5 through 12. Let us hear the word of God. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets, at many times and in various ways. But in these last days he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The Son is the radiance of God's glory, the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had made provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven, so he became so much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. 
It is not to angels that he made he, he subjected the world to come, about which we are speaking. But there is the place where someone has said, What is mankind that you are mindful of them? A son of man that you care for him. You made them a little lower than the angels. You crowned them with glory and honor, and put everything under their feet. In putting everything under them, God left nothing that is not subject to them. Yet at present we do not see everything subject to them. But we do see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for a little while, now crowned with glory and honor, because he suffered death, so that the, by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone, and bring many sons and daughters to glory. It was fitting that God, for whom and through whom everything exists, should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through what he suffered, both the one who has who makes people holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. He says, I will declare your name to my brothers and sisters. In the assembly, I will sing your praises. Here ends our reading, the word of God for the people of God. Here ends our reading from God's word. And may he bless them to our hearts and our lives. Amen. This morning, we turn to the book of Hebrews, the first verses from the first couple of chapters from the book of Hebrews. Now, the author of the book of Hebrews is not identified. It's been thought to be various people, probably the Apostle Paul, but there are differences in uh, the language, and so it might not be Paul. And there's not a specific people that to whom it is addressed, though we can gather from the frequent references to the Hebrew scriptures that probably if this is being written to Jewish Christians who were tempted to leave the Christian church and revert to Judaism. Um, possible reasons for this is that they were under a lot of pressure from friends and family to return to Judaism. And uh, they might have missed the rituals and uh, traditions of Judaism with the synagogues and other items. They also, as Jews, enjoyed a special status under the Roman Empire that Christians did not enjoy. So for these and perhaps other reasons, these Jewish Christians were tempted to return to Judaism. But the author here gives them several reasons why they should not. And the basic reason is that he spends up to the first 10 chapters talking about emphasizing the superiority of Christ. And in chapters 1 and 2, he focuses on the superiority of Christ to angels. Now, in uh, Jesus' day, angels were almost worshipped by a number of Jews, as well as the, the uh, Christians who were giving into the Eastern influence, the synchronism, tended to want to worship angels. But the writer of Hebrews shows how much superior the Christ is to the angels. First off, Angels are part of the created order. I mean, they are God's messengers, but they are part of the created order and not the creator. 
Paul says that in 1 Corinthians 6, 3, that humans will one day judge angels. Now, because of this, because they're God's messengers and because uh, they, they're used by God, they do deserve respect. In the created order, human beings are created a little lower than the angels. Therefore, we ought to respect angels. But Christ is far superior to angels. Thus, we should worship God rather than angels. Uh, Gnostics worshipped angels as intermediaries between God and humans. But the author of Colossians warned that angel worship could result in disqualification from the prize of Christ. Worship of angels is still a problem today. Angels appear on television and movies, other popular images found on note cards and collectibles. And while these things can be, be harmless, they also can have the potential of leading to a form of idolatry. Uh, popular media today portrays angels as lovely, delicate, and feminine. But the biblical writers cite the masculine, cite masculine names for angels and give no clue to their gender. And angels were often fearsome. So we need to be careful that we're not seduced by popular culture. We need to ensure that we are worshiping God and not angel, the creator, not the creation, the supreme being instead of his messengers. Now, verses 1 through 4 of chapter 1 says that God has spoken to us in these days through his son or by his son. In the Old Testament, God spoke through prophets. Uh, Moses was a prophet. Uh, there were uh, the prophet, early prophets such as uh, Samuel. And then there was Isaiah and Jeremiah and the whole list that were found in the Old Testament. And God sent these men to speak his message. They too were messengers. God spoke to spoke sometimes directly to people. He spoke through dreams. He spoke through visions. God sent angels to deliver his messages. God spoke through the through the Ten Commandments. In the whole first five books of the Bible, he speaks through all the scriptures of various types. Books of history, books of poetry, books of prophecy. God speaks. The stories of God's interaction with people are found in scriptures are of a special interest because we are so easily cap they so easily capture attention and are more memorable and, and, and things. But God in the past spoke to the prophets to whom God revealed the secrets, but now it says in these last days. What does it mean by these last days? in the new age that's begun with the death and resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ. Uh, God's ultimate revelation comes through his son, not through angels, nor through prophets. Rather, his son, he is appointed to be heir of all things. He is uh, God's chosen one to uh, be over all creation, above creation. Uh, an heir is a person who has the legal right to an inheritance. Uh, so God's, you know, God made Jesus uh, 
to be his heir. And then we become co-heirs in Christ or with Christ, uh, it says in the book of Romans, as the result of God adopting us into his family. So, you know, the author of Hebrews tells us God has appointed his son, God's son, as heir of all things, through whom he made the world. You know, this shows once again the superiority of the son. He not only did the father appoint this son as heir of all things, but this son was present at creation before anything else was created. So the son already was. Uh, it says in the account of creation in Genesis chapter 1, 26, let us create, you know, let us create. God is Trinity. God created God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. Also, the Son, it says in, in the book of Hebrews here, the Son is the radiance of God's glory. He's the radiance of God's glory. He shows forth what God is like. Jesus one time said to, to one of his disciples, he said, you've been, you know, Jesus, Jesus, one of the disciples said to Jesus, show us the Father and it will be enough. Jesus said, have I been this long with you? And you don't know me. He who has seen me has seen the Father. Jesus is the radiance, the exact representation of the character of God, the very image of, of God's substance, of, of what God is like, his character, the word, the, the very Greek word here is the word from which we get the term character. Uh, you know, it's used to be speak of an engraved image. It could be used to make an exact replica of the, of the original. So Jesus is the exact image of God. He who has seen, you know, he who has seen the Son has seen the Father. And uh, it says that Jesus upholding all things by the word of his power. Greek, uh, the Greek here means to hold up or to bear up or to govern or direct. Jesus is God's appointed one to govern all creation. The son, you know, the son's word serves as an agency of his power. By his word, the son upholds, sustains, bears up, governs all things. Then it says too that when he had made him, when he had by himself made purification for our sins. The word here is catacamorous, from which we get uh, a, a, a cathartic, to make clean, to, uh, you know, to, to, to wash out and make, make new. Uh, we use the term of, of a catharsis as we talk about something being emotionally cleansing that we experience when we discuss our problems with a good listener or counselor, or the word cathartic is used to refer to laxitus. Laxitus, which cleanses from the inside. However, the cleansing in which the son is involved is spiritual in nature, the purification of the soul, the forgiveness of sins. <clears throat> it says then that at once Jesus had <clears throat> uh, you know, brought about this spiritual purification of people from their sins through his death on the cross and rise he rose again and he, he appeared for 40 days and then it says he returned 
to heaven where it says he sat down at the right hand of the majesty, which is God. God is the majesty. He sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Having accomplished his mission, the son ascended into the heavenly kingdom of God from which he had descended into at the time of the incarnation and took his seat at the right hand of the father. The, the right hand was the place of honor. Still is in many places today, in military and corporate settings, the commanders or CEOs sit at the head of the table and then their, their second in command sits at their right. Having become so much better, the idea is, you know, that um, he's, superior to angels in every way um yes he has inherited a more excellent name than they have you know the name of christ it's the name of christ. it was it's at the name of christ that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that jesus christ is god the glory of the father that, that that will not happen to any angels that was the problem with lucifer when he fell into sin he wanted people to worship him he wanted to take the place of Jesus, and so he fell into sin. But no angel will receive this kind of kind of praise. He is inherited. Jesus has inherited more excellent name than any angel, or any prophet, or any other human being has. Then turning to chapter two, it says that God has put all things into subjection to Christ. Verse 5 says he didn't subject the world to come, which is the world we're now in, in looking, you know, since Christ has come and rose from the dead. And when he comes back, it says he didn't subject the world to come, of which we speak to angels. But one has somewhere testified that what is man that you think of him, or the son of man that you care for him? You made him a little lower than the angels. You crowned him with glory and honor. You have put all things in subjection to his feet. Uh, for that and he has subjected all things to him we left nothing that is not subject to him but now we don't see all things subjected to him so he didn't subject the world to come which we speak of angels the world to come is the new age instituted by christ the usual greek word for world is cosmos here the word okamoni is a softer more derived term for the home or the dwelling place home is where the heart is while the world is too large to have the feel of a cozy fireplace, we are nevertheless, there's a sense of kinship we have with it, especially, say, when we're out camping under the stars amid the trees. So the idea is uh, God didn't subject the world to people. And the idea is in the Old Testament, the idea is brought out that you know, what are we human beings that God cares for us? You know, we're 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 lower than the angels, but God cares for us. But here in Hebrews, the writer of the of Hebrews and other New Testament writers pick up on the idea that Jesus, who became a human, that when he did, he became the Son of Man, and that you that God you know God had sent His Son. He made him a little lower than the angels when he. Uh, was incarnated in the baby born in Bethlehem. Uh, and, but now through his death and resurrection, God now has crowned him with glory and honor and put everything in subjection under his feet. As we said again, the name of Jesus 
Every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is God to the glory of the Father. So, um, and it says that nothing was left that was not subjected to Christ. Even though we don't see all things subjected to Christ now, we're, we won't see it until the day that Christ returns. Um, and it says in verses 9 through 12 that, but we see him who has been made a little lower than the angels, Jesus, because of the suffering of death, now crowned with glory and honor, that by the grace of God he should taste death for everyone. For it became for it became him for whom all things and through all things were made into bringing many children to glory to make them make the author of their salvation perfect. Both he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified are all from one from which he is not ashamed to call them his brothers and sisters. I will declare your name to my brothers and sisters in the midst of the congregation. I will sing your praises. We see him who is made a little lower than the angels, Jesus, because he has suffered death, now crowned with glory. This is the first mention in the epistle of Jesus' suffering, but it will not be the last. The suffering of Jesus and other godly people will become a significant theme later in the book of Hebrews. So God has extended his grace to us through Christ. Jesus has tasted his death. He has endured death for everyone who put their faith and trust in him. And uh, by that grace, he saves it. So I've been going through these things now for a while. The idea what I'm trying to bring up across here is that the superiority of Jesus, that Jesus is, you know, we are, yes, Jesus is our friend. We, one of the popular songs nowadays is the Jesus friend of sinners. Yes, Jesus is a friend of sinners. He's closer to us than our next breath. He, uh, you know, we, we modern worship uh, focuses on the fact that God is close to us. He's like a brother. He, he uh, is closer than our next breath. And, and this is true. But at the same time, Jesus is transcendent. He's above all things. And all things are created for his glory. We are created for God's glory. We're created for Christ's glory. And so we should give him the glory. We should, uh, there's a sense where we need to, to lift our hands and lift our hearts to worship Jesus Christ, the Son of God, uh, to whom all glory is due. And uh, so we need to look at what the, the te technical word here that's used in theology is the transcendent. The, Jesus Christ is transcendent. He's above all things. And to him is the glory and the honor. And so we should be in all. Uh, often this word all is translated as to fear. Well, we are called to fear God, not in the sense we're afraid he's going to do something wrong to us. Uh, he is all-powerful. He could do anything he wants. But we are in awe of him. We worship him. He, he is worthy of all praise. He is worthy of all glory and honor. We uh, worship him. We give him the glory to his name. 
and in all and every time when we come together to worship God, while well, we thank Him that He is close to us, while well, we, we we are thankful that we can take our every need to Him, uh, that He is there as I said closer than the brother. At the same time, we we don't get yes Jesus. You know, we're we're through Jesus. We get to call God Abba, which the closest English translation is Daddy. Okay, we call God Abba. We call Jesus our brother, but at the same time, He is God of all creation, and He He's worthy of all honor and praise. Amen. Now let us join together in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our God, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Now, the heavens and the earth, the sun, the moon, and the stars, and the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea, all things belong to God, and to God all things return. And so 
Let us present to God our tithes and offerings. Let us do so through our prayer of dedication. Lord God, you have entrusted us with the works of your own hands. Now we return these gifts to you with thanksgiving and praise. Use all of them for your glory, for the good of your world. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Knowing the grace of Jesus Christ, we entrust our lives to God, and I invite you to say, we are your children. You respond, hear our prayer. God of creation, protect this earth from pollution and destruction. We are your children. Hear our prayer. God of peace, deliver the nations from poverty and violence especially places of conflict around the world and places where our brothers and sisters in Christ endure persecution. We are your children. Hear our prayer. God of redemption, build up your church in faith and in faithfulness, especially uh, the churches here in Altoona. We may, we may not see ourselves not as competing with one another, but that we are all one church in Jesus Christ. And we pray for our own congregation, that you would use us as a city set on a hill, that we are the salt and the light of the world to our neighborhood. We are your children. Hear our prayer. God of healing, soothe the suffering with tenderness and strength, especially heal those who are sick and comfort them, those who are grieving. We are your children. Hear our prayer. All this we ask in the name of the one who welcomes us as beloved children into the eternal glory of your realm, Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen.
Now come to Christ as a little child, and you will find welcome into the realm of God. May the grace of God lift you up, the love of God hold you close. May the blessing of God be yours forever. Alleluia. Amen. We thank you for worshiping with us today. We hope you have been blessed and God has been glorified. May you have a God-blessed week. We look forward to you joining us again next Sunday and invite your friends to listen.